to fulfill the ministry you've given me to do. And when I stand before the Lord, uh, I, want, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, don't you? And um, so, you know, it takes consecration. If there's anything that uh, I believe that people, that the church, a lot of Christians are lacking today in their life, it's that consecration, that giving themselves totally, completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, where he's number one, he's everything. We may talk a little bit about that tonight. I know that's a topic that really excites folks. Uh, but, uh, boy, if we, could get, if we could just get people, Christians today, in, 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 in this hour in which we live, to totally consecrate, totally sell out to Jesus 100%. My goodness, I mean, the church could uh, turn the world upside down again or right side up. Hey, man, it's pretty much upside down now. <laughs> but, um, man, we, could, we would be a force. We would be a force in the world, in our community, in, in this nation today if we just get sold out to Jesus completely. Everybody gets get full, as full as they could get of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's my prayer too, God. Everybody at Abundant Life Family Church that's not filled with the Spirit, fill them. Everybody that is filled, overflow them. Praise God. Give them an overflow of the Holy Spirit. We've got to have His power today. Well, let me, let me turn. Let's turn to Joshua again this evening. Joshua, the book of Joshua, the third chapter. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my dyslexic reading again. I'm going to go from three and then backwards to one, okay, to chapter one. But we'll, do, we'll start with, begin with chapter three, chapter three of Joshua. And uh, this morning, I kind of introduced this message and, and um, got it going a little bit, talking about, talking about uh, our guide through the unknown and this being the end of a year we're getting ready to go into uh, a new year some new territory uh we need we need we need to know how to face this new year and what to expect and what what God expects from us and how we can enter this year and make sure that we are uh, Everything God wants us to be in 2021. Amen. That's even hard to say. 2021. Here we are uh, in, in the, getting ready to start this year. So we're, gonna t we're talking about being, being led by the Lord and having a guide and His guidance into this new year. So in Joshua chapter 3, um, we're going to begin reading... Verse number 1, Joshua chapter 3 and verse number 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see, now notice this, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, 
Then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know, here it is, that you may know the way by which you must go. How many want to know the way that you need to go in this new year? Amen. You want and need the direction of the Spirit of the Lord in your life. And so he says, focus on the ark. Get your eyes upon the ark so that you so that you may know the way which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. New territory, new situation, new beginning for, for these folks. And he said, you've not, went, you've not passed this way before. You've not, you're, you're going into some new area. This is, a, this is a brand new generation, not the same group that came out of Egypt some 40 years earlier. That, that bunch of unbelievers is dead. They died off in the wilderness. This is a new generation that that's God has raised up. The only two that are left, the only two that are left that came out of Egypt is, is this man here, Joshua and Caleb. They were the only two that had faith, that believed that God could bring them into the promised land. They're the only two survivors, amen? And so Joshua's getting his marching orders from the Lord here, and so he's telling the people what they need to do. And he said, you've not passed this way before. And Joshua said, verse 5, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. Another word for sanctify, and in the margin of my Bible, it uses the word consecrate. So here we're back, giving ourselves to the Lord. Consecrate, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. How many want to see the Lord do some wonders among his people in his church in 21? Amen? In 21, I want to see that. And so, um, praise God. We're talking about entering this new year. Let's just ask the blessing of the Lord on this message tonight. Father, thank you so much that we are, I believe with all of my heart, Lord, that we are uh, on the brink of our blessing, of you bringing your people, your church into the land of opportunity, the land of our inheritance, the, the land that flows with milk and honey, the promised land, Lord, that Jesus has purchased for us at Calvary's cross. And you want us to possess our possessions tonight. You want us to enter into the things that you have provided for us. And God, I believe tonight that victory does lie ahead for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, help me tonight. Give me, give me the thoughts and the words and help me to say what you want me to say that I may encourage and bless your church tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. And amen. Now flip back over, if you would, to, uh, to Joshua chapter 1. And I read these verses this morning, but I want to read them again. Because I do believe, folks, that, that the Lord 
has a plan for your life and he has a plan for this church. He's not just left us out here to wander around and try to figure out what to do. He's got a plan. Well, we've got to follow him and find the plan and follow him. The plan he has for you and for the church, for, for his people, is his plan is victory. Can you believe that and accept that? Tonight it's victory. So in Joshua chapter number 1, verse number 2, I hear the Lord is giving Joshua his call and his commission to lead the children of Israel. And he says, you know, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Now, he's getting the call to take Moses, to take the place of Moses, to fill the shoes of Moses, which were some big shoes to fill. And as I said this morning, Joshua is, is, is afraid. He's, he's scared. He, he doesn't know if he can do this or not. He's a human just like you and I. Amen. And so we know that he's having some reservations about this, that he does, you know, he's, he's fearful. He knows, I mean, the Jordan River's at flood tide. The city of Jericho's right on the other side. They're going to have to do battle as soon as they get across the Jordan. So Joshua's kind of, you know, he's, he's just like any one of us would be. He's a Afraid. And so God is putting some courage and giving some encouragement to Joshua to prepare him to take this place and uh, this place of leadership and lead the people into the promised land. And so he says, he says to him in verse number three, well, verse number two, arise. He said, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. Underline that. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that which, which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Have I not commanded you the third time he's saying it to him? That's what makes me believe Joshua's got some fear issues he's dealing with. So the third time God says to him, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad to know that. The Lord is with you. He's with me. He's with us wherever we go. Amen. So laying the, the background, I told our sister here, I said, I don't want to really try to give a whole lot of background because I wind up preaching this morning's message all over again. We don't want to do that. But the children of Israel getting ready. They have been wandering in the wilderness. 
for some 38 plus years. They, they have went around. They've compassed through this wilderness because of their unbelief. They had refused to enter into the promised land. Years before, because of unbelief, they didn't enter in. They could have had it. They could have been there. They wouldn't have had to go through this wilderness journey. But uh, that unbelieving generation all died off in the wilderness. And so now, this new generation, it's time for them to go over into the promised land. Moses has died. He'd led them all those years, and he has died. Now, Joshua, uh, his understudy, had received the call. And uh, God is preparing him to take this, this uh, two-plus million people across the Jordan River into the Promised Land. As I mentioned this morning, that, that this, this was the flood season. You know, I don't, I don't know why, but, but you, you always find out when you read the Word of God that God always waits and does things um, when it's most difficult. Amen. I mean, when when they left the, when they left Egypt, the Bible said that God brought them out of Egypt, and it said that He didn't lead them the way that was near, but He took them a roundabout way and brought them to the Red Sea. Sometimes we think about the children of Israel being at the Red Sea and how well they they wandered out and they got themselves trapped and and Pharaoh's you know they got in a position where Pharaoh could could uh, could capture recapture them and take them back they didn't get lost they didn't get trapped God led them right to that place so he could show his power and how mighty he was and so many times God that's what God does he just he allows the circumstances and the situations to get as difficult as they can in our life to where hey we've either got to trust God or we ain't going to make it can I get an amen I believe that's, that's been a lot of what we've went through the past year, this past year. God has brought us to a place where we've had to depend upon him and we've had to trust him. And so here it was, the, the Jordan River many times in its normal, and, and when, when it was normal, you know, it was um, about as wide as this sanctuary, 50 to 60 feet wide. It wasn't very deep. There was places that they could have walked across but now here in the flood season it's overflowed its banks it's about two miles wide it's 40 feet deep and it's an impossible situation and God is getting ready and telling Joshua you're I'm going to you 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 tell the people you tell the people to sanctify themselves to consecrate themselves to to get themselves cleaned up and right because I'm going to do some wonders I'm getting ready to do something great ladies Ladies and gentlemen, I just have to say that tonight because I feel it in my spirit that I believe with all my heart I'm not making any prophecies about the coming year or what God's going to do this or do that. But I do know and I do feel this that if the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will sanctify themselves and consecrate themselves and give themselves wholly to the Lord and if we will seek God, God is wanting to do some wonders. He's wanting to do some miracles. He's wanting to do some power. 
powerful things for the church and in the earth today in these last days. I'm going to tell you something tonight, folks, that, that God hadn't lost his power. God hadn't lost. I'm telling you, he's the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same God that was there giving these instructions to Joshua, the same God that was going to lead them into their promised land is the same God we serve tonight that's going to lead us into the victory of our promised land. Come on, amen. So they're getting ready to cross over. And so God is giving Joshua some instructions here. And he says, you have not passed this way before. You don't know what the future holds. You're getting ready to go on a brand new adventure, Joshua. You're going to take these folks on a, on, into some unexplored territory. So you're going to need to follow my instructions. And so he's getting ready to tell him that God is, and here's the, here's the, here's the principle, here's the truth, here that the, this truth that I want to get across to you this evening. Whether we get any farther tonight or not, I don't know. But here's the truth I want to get to you this evening, is that God, and we'll learn that from this, that God will guide you. He will guide us through the uncharted places in our life. As we face the future ahead of us and we face the new year ahead of us and some people are dreading it, some people are, 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 are uh, you know, saying, well, you know, is it going to be worse than, than this year was? Is it going to be better? I, and I'm not going to stand up here and say, oh, it's going to be the year of breakthrough. Oh, it's going to be the year of miracles. Oh, I'm going to prophesy this and this and this. I'm not going to do that, but I am going to, I am going to share from the Word of God some principles to you that will get us into this new year come on and I do believe this I do believe that God's got victory plan for the church and God's got victory plan for his people hallelujah there's a promise there's a there's an, a blessing there's an inheritance there's a land tonight listen we there's still a, a lot of land that remains unpossessed by the church and I'm talking about spiritual land and spiritual blessings that still remains unpossessed hallelujah that we need to march in to and lay claim to the promises of Almighty God and believe Him for some great and mighty things in our lives and for our church. Come on, can I get an amen tonight? Well, hallelujah. So God will guide us through the uncharted territory that we're getting ready to go in. I mentioned this morning, we don't know the Bible says we don't know. Not to boast about tomorrow. We don't know what a day may bring forth. Amen? And I know, you know, some people, and I, I, some people are saying, well, I know, you know, this prophet prophesied that this is going to happen. And this prophet prophesied that that's going to happen. And this prophet, and, and, and listen, somebody said, well, are you, are you opposed to, to the gift of prophecy? No, I'm not. I'm not opposed to the gift of prophecy. I am opposed to prophets prophesying out of their own mind and out of their own spirit and not by the spirit of the Lord. And anybody can miss it. And anybody can make a mistake. But when you do, at least be honest enough to get up and say, I messed up, I missed it, I made this prophecy and it didn't come to... Don't try to make excuses 
for the reason why it didn't happen. Come on, somebody. And I'm not against prophecy. You know, there was such an abuse of prophecy, I believe, even in the New Testament in the first century church. That's why that Paul, writing to the church at Thessalonica, told them, despise not prophecy. Despise not prophesying. There was an abuse of the gift. There was an abuse of those gifts in the church at Corinth. We know that from reading the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. There was an abuse of those gifts. But I'm telling you, we want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, well, because somebody messed up, somebody got in the flesh, that we just don't want any of the gifts. Listen, we, we need those nine spiritual gifts operating in the body of Christ within the church in today today's situation amen we need those gifts and I'm not against prophesying and I'm not against the gifts of the spirit we need to covet those gifts we need to desire spiritual gifts and he said the covet that you would prophesy that you would speak to the church um, and, and listen boy I'm getting way off base here tonight listen when we're talking about prophecy when you mention prophecy the first thing people think of is well you're predicting the future listen the the main use of the simple gift of prophecy within the church, as Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 12, is to edify, exhort, and to comfort the believers. That's what that gift is for. We had it in operation here this morning in the church. Tongues and interpretation, which is equal to prophecy, and the message encouraged us, and it edified us. Amen. I'm not opposed to the gifts. I am opposed to the misuse and the mistreatment of those gifts. If you have to give me a business card telling me you're prophet so-and-so, <laughs> I'm going to be red flagged right off. So I'm not here tonight to make some, to give you a prophetic word of what's going to happen in 2020. But I am here tonight. We have, listen, we have a more sure word of prophecy, Peter said. You know what it is? People always looking for a word. You got a word for me, brother? You got a word for me? <laughs> I think it was, was it, it was David Ingalls, I believe, was, was, was at the piano and, and he, uh, he was getting ready to start a service, and uh, a guy comes up to him and said, Brother David, do you have a word for me? And he said, yeah. And he picked his Bible up, and he said, I've got a whole, I've got a whole Bible, a whole book full of words from the Lord for you. And he said, no, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, do you personally have a word for me? Now, there, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Amen. You got people. Are, I, how many knows? And I've gotten trouble for saying this, but I just I stay in trouble most of the time. I just will say it again. How many knows that we're not personal? That that the gift of prophecy is not to be used to give you personal guidance and direction in your life. You you, you understand that, right? 
Now, God can, can speak a word over you to confirm something that the Lord has already given you or already told you or direction that he's already given you to confirm that what you have heard is from the Lord. But, but there's been lives that have been completely ruined because someone spoke a a quote word of prophecy over somebody telling them that the Lord that the Lord in the name of the Lord that the Lord was telling them to do something and that wasn't the Lord wasn't in it they were speaking out of their own heart just out of their own own thoughts and people have got themselves in trouble see here's how we're led by the spirit you think I'm I'm, I'm coming back now to my to my thought here's how we're led here's how we're led we're led tonight we're we're guided and we are directed by the Holy Spirit personally, ourselves, and the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit will lead you. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will give you direction. But He will always lead you in line with the written Word of Almighty God. Are you listening to me tonight? Oh, we've got to listen. God wants to guide us and lead us through uncharted territory and into this new year. And He's going to do it folks he's going to do it by the spirit of the Lord we've got to do what Joshua was telling them to do he said the ark is going to go before you the ark of the covenant of the Lord is going to go before you the priests are going to bear it down on their shoulders to the Jordan River and when you see the ark begin to move he said you get your eyes on the ark and when you see it move you go after the ark the ark was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ the ark was the place where the presence and the Shekinah glory of God dwelt hallelujah it was it was God's throne in that day and he said when you see God move you follow after the ark and go after the Lord hallelujah Woo! glory to God God wants to lead us into this new year, but we're not following after. We're not following after prophecies. Oh, help me, Jesus. You know, when a prophecy is given, I have people send them to me. Some of them may be watching tonight on, or may watch this later on live stream and say, well, I guess I won't send him anymore. But no, that's fine. But you know what I do with it? I listen to it and then I do what the Bible says. Judge it. <laughs> I know. Judge not. But the Bible tells us to judge prophecies how do you judge them well number one you judge was what was said in line with the word of God number one does it bear witness with your spirit number two and then just wait and see if it's a predictive word that's predicting something wait and see if it comes to pass and if it don't come to pass then does that mean that that prophet is a false prophet and needs to be stoned? No, not necessarily. But they, they actually missed it. They didn't get it right. So they need to admit that. 
so we're being led tonight by the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to get our eyes upon him just as Joshua told the children of Israel, look, focus on that ark of the covenant and follow the ark when it goes out. Follow it, go after it, keep your distance from it. Keep separated from it. Keep a far enough distance away where you can see the ark, but focus on the ark and follow the ark and go after the ark. In that third chapter, folks, listen. In that third chapter of Joshua, the ark of the covenant of the Lord is mentioned ten times in that third chapter. In chapters three and four together, I think it's about 16 times that he mentions the ark, the representation the presence of God hallelujah it's the place where the glory rested it represents the presence of God with his people it's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and the uh, and the Lord is saying through Joshua and he's saying to you and I he's telling his people keep your eye on the ark and when it moves follow it because you've never passed this way before keep it in front of you follow after it there's 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 new territory out there there's new things we're going to face in this coming year and I'm telling you something tonight Abundant Life Church we'll make it through if we'll get our eyes on Jesus and follow him we'll make it through He's already there in 21, amen. He's the first and the last, the beginning, the end, the alpha and the omega, and he's already in the new year. He already knows which way we need to go. Oh, hallelujah. You know the difference between, and I mentioned this morning that that you're either going to be an overcomer or be overcome. You're either going to be a victor or you're going to be a victim. But you know the difference, and I want to be a victor. I want to be an overcomer. How about you? But the difference between a victorious Christian and a defeated Christian, you know what the difference is? Between that, that overcoming victorious Christian, that one that's defeated all the time, the position of the ark. And what do you mean, pastor, by that? The ark being the type of Jesus Christ. The position, what was the position of the ark? It was in front of them. It was before them. It was ahead of them, and they were following it. They weren't moving, and the ark coming in behind them. I know that's profound, isn't it? <laughs> That's a deep revelation. But, but victorious Christians have the Lord Jesus in front of them. They're led by the Lord. They have their eyes upon the Lord. They're following Jesus. And that's what victory is. Victory is seeing. See, victory, folks, is seeing which way God's going which way the ark's going, which way the Spirit of the Lord's leading, and it's following Him. 
you know, it's not making our plans and saying, okay, here's what, Lord, here's what I'm going to do. Now put your rubber stamp of approval on my plan. No, that's not what it is. We need to follow him. We need to get him out ahead of us. We need to put our eyes and our focus on the Lord and follow after him. It's seeing which way God's going and what God's doing and then follow after him. And the ark going for the people. See, it was, it was an encouragement to them because it meant that God was going before them. And when God, listen to me, saints, when God's going before you, when his spirit is going before you and you're following him, when he's out in the lead, he will move the obstacles. He will open up the way. He will make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah, he'll defeat the enemies that are there in front of you and bring you through to victory if you get him out in front and follow after him. Come on, amen. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad we've got a guide today to take us through. A few years back, we went to, uh, we went to, uh, where did we go? (laughs) We went to Gatlinburg. We went to the Smoky Mountains. And uh, while we were there, we decided that we were going to do something that we never had done before. We were going to whitewater raft. Amen. And uh, so <laughs> we, we drove to the place and we got to the place. And I mean, this is not, listen folks, this is not Current River. This is not Black River. It's not even 11 point. I mean, this is a, hey, this is, this is some, 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 some big rapids, all right? They got different levels. We, were, we went on the next to the, to the worst or highest level that you could go on. on that. And the only reason they wouldn't let us go on the biggest one is because our granddaughter, Michaela, was with us. And she was about, I don't know, 12 years old or whatever at that time. So anyway, we got there. And we go to this orientation, and they're telling you all the things. You could die. You could get a broken neck. You could be paralyzed. They give you helmets to wear. Amen. You know, I mean, you're all suited up, uh, life jackets. They give you an orientation to tell you how to save somebody if they fall out of the raft and to pull them back in and what to do. And, uh, you know, and then you got to sign a waiver that if any of these bad things happen, you're not ho- they're not responsible. You're just, that's just tough luck. And so, I'm going somewhere, I think, with this. <laughs> and so, we got, we got out there and they put us in. Our wife, my, my, my wife wouldn't go. She, she wouldn't get in. She wouldn't go. She followed, the, she drove the highway. And she'd get off every once in a while and she'd see us and wave as we went by. But here's the point I want to make. They didn't just give us a raft and a paddle like they do down at Black River, Jeff's Canoe or wherever. They don't just give you a raft and say, okay, we'll pick you up down here a little later, have fun. But they had an experienced guide that sat on the back of that thing and had that rudder back there. And uh, he, kept, he took my granddaughter and kept her there by him so that she wouldn't fall out. And then he would tell us, the people on each side, he would tell us, which side to row and which side to stop. But you know why we had to have that? Because there's no way that we could have maneuvered through that rough water and through those rapids 
without a guide that had already, glory to God, that had already been down through there and knew every nook and cranny and knew every rapid and knew every way to go. And, and he was there to guide us, amen, and, and, and tell us when to row and when not to row. And praise God, the evidence is clear. We made it because I'm here tonight. The guide took us through. I'm convinced Folks, I'm convinced that if they would have stuck me back there, we would have never made it down that down those, those rapids. We'd have never made it down that river. I wouldn't have known what to do. That's why you gotta have a guide to direct you. I'm not worried about 2021. I'm not worried about new territory. I'm not afraid. I'm going into this thing without fear. Praise God. You know why? Because I made up my mind that the ark's going before me me and I'm getting my eyes on my guide and letting the Lord lead us and he will bring us through come on we're going to come out on the other side we're going into the promised land of his blessing and I believe that 21 is going I'm not prophesying I'm believing that if we'll do what the Lord said that we will enjoy the blessings of God like we never have right in the midst of a pandemic or whatever else the devil may throw our way. Woo, hallelujah, praise God. Oh my goodness, hallelujah. I'm glad I came tonight. Them people that stayed home, they're missing out. Praise God. So God That's why it's an encouragement to their faith because he's going before them to clear the way. You know, I don't know if any of y'all make New Year's resolutions or not. And uh, if you do, you better keep it. It's better not to vow, the Bible says, than to make one and break it. But uh, let me give you a good one. You know, if you do make a resolution... Be careful about what you make, but make it to the Lord and ask God to help you to keep it. But there's people making resolutions tonight. Well, 21, I'm going to lose weight. 21, I'm going to give up some, some habits. I'm going to do this. And they won't last long. They'll, they'll break them before the, they'll make them on the New Year's Eve and they'll break them before the week's out. But here's a good resolution that I think that all of us ought to resolve to do. And that is that I'm not going to take a step. I'm not going to go anywhere, do anything, take one step without my eyes on the ark. Wherever the ark goes, Jesus, wherever you go, that's where I'm going. Wherever the presence of God leads us, glory to God, that's where we're going. Where the presence of God and the Spirit of God takes us. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, folks. You, you know, folks look at their pastor and they say, okay, you're the leader. Tell us which, what we need to do. I, I can only tell you, I can only, I, I'm like Paul. You follow me as I follow Christ. I've got to get my eyes on Jesus and, and know what to do. Praise God. And we've all got to do that. Amen. If you will do that, you'll have the victory this year. Amen. You know, when, when 
Israel was marching through that wilderness. Talking about this ark. When Israel marched through the wilderness, that ark went before them. And every time, every time they'd get ready to, 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 uh, to, to take up camp and move to a different location, that pillar of cloud and that pillar of fire by night, that pillar of cloud, it would rest over them and, and keep them protected. Amen. Give them, give them protection by day and fire and light by night. But when God got ready for them to move, as long as that pillar cloud was there, they stayed camped. They didn't go nowhere. They didn't do nothing on their own. But oh, when God got ready for them to move, that pillar would lift up and start to move. Moses would say, okay, it's time. It's time for us to move. God's moving. Now it's time for us to move. And Moses would do something. And in Numbers 10, 35, it said that Moses would lift up that ark. He would have the priest to lift up that ark. And he would say this. He would say, rise up, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. And let them that hate thee flee from before thee. Hallelujah. They were picking up the presence of God was going before them. And their enemies were going to be scattered. God goes before you. God will scatter your enemies. He'll bring you through the wilderness. He'll bring you through the wilderness. He'll bring you across. We ain't gonna get that river parted yet tonight, Brother Scott. He'll bring you if you'll follow him. Let God arise. And the psalmist said it in Psalm 68.1. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Whew. Hallelujah. You remember, you know, when my kids were little. And uh, they'd get to acting up. I know none of y'all's kids ever acted up. And I'd, I, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd holler at Settle down, calm down, stop what you're doing, whatever, you know. Give them instructions. And they'd keep doing what they're doing. Then, finally, anybody, any parent ever say this? Don't make me get up out of this chair. Because if I have to get up out of this chair, <laughs> somebody's going to scatter. Amen. You, you ever say that? Don't make me go on vacation. You know, they're in the back. We didn't have, we didn't, man, now you give them an iPad and a Game Boy or whatever, and they're just, but boy, back then they didn't have none of that, and they'd get to fussing and scuffling in the back. Don't make me have to pull this car over. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But listen, that's what, that's what this is. Let God, see, when God arises, oh, hallelujah, the enemies are scattered because there is no enemy, ladies and gentlemen. There is no force of, of darkness. There is no power that is arrayed against you. There is no obstacle such as a Jordan River or a Jericho. There is nothing, no matter how impossible it seems to be, when God's presence is going before you and when God arises and goes before you, those enemies, those obstacles, those situations just melt before for him he drives them away and you've got a praise God you've got a, 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 a straight shot into what God desires for you to have there will be obstacles there will be, there will be difficulties but if the presence of God goes before you 
If you will follow him, he will see you through. Can I get an amen? We've not been this way before. So we need someone to guide us, to go before us. We need the presence of God with us and leading us. There were some people, worship team, you all can make your way back up. I about preached myself out. We'll, I guess we'll keep going with this as long as the Lord's leading on ne- next week maybe. There were some people out in a, on an old ship on a dark, stormy night. The storm, I mean, it was black. The winds were blowing. The storm was, that ship was creaking and it was rocking. And the passengers on that old ship were all frightened. They were afraid. They didn't know if this ship, in the condition that it was in and the severity of the storm, they didn't know if they were going to make it or not. So they sent one of the people that were there, they sent him, said, go talk to the captain and find out what our situation is. Find out where we're at, what's going on. Are we going to make it? So the guy that they chose and elected to go talk to the captain, he went and he said to the captain, he said, what, what is the situation? The passengers are worried. They're worried because this is an old ship and it's dark and it's stormy. And what really, be honest with me, what is our condition? And the captain said to him, he said, okay, he said, I will give it to you straight. I'll tell you the way that it is. He said, this old creaky ship is a leaky ship and it's taken on water and we may go down. And he said, not only that, but the boilers on this ship are old and they're very weak. And it's a possibility that the boilers could explode. And we may go up. But he said, I can tell you this much. Whether we go down or whether we go up, we're still going on. And I can tell you something tonight, Abundant Life Church. In 2021, you know, I I will say this. We're not on an old creaky leaky ship. We're on the old ship of Zion. Glory be to God. We're part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. None of us know what this year is going to bring. Some of us may go down. What do you mean by that? Some of us may pass away and may die and may go to heaven. This time next year, there may be some people that are in this church this year that may not be here next year. So some of us may go down. Or then on the other hand, we may all just go up. Hallelujah. That's what I'm looking for. Come on. Amen. I'm looking. I'm listening for the sound of that trumpet. I'm on rapture watch tonight. I've got my eyes on the sky. I'm listening for the Lord. Lord to, to, to give that shout command and for the Lord to descend from heaven and call us up to be with him in the air. And so we may all go up. Again, I'm not making predictions. I'm not setting dates. But all oh, 2021 could very well be. Tomorrow could be. Tonight could be. Hallelujah. I believe in the imminent, the imminent return of the Lord Jesus for his church. And we may go up. We may be raptured out of here. And I pray to God we are and let all the Antichrist
But whether we go down or whether we go up, ladies and gentlemen, by the help and grace of God, we're going on. We're going on. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We're not going to throw in the towel. We're just going to keep sailing through the storm. Glory to God. Following the ark. Following his guidance. We've not passed this way before. But thank God Jesus has. And there's a guiding presence of the Lord that is leading us tonight. Hallelujah. Moses seeking the Lord in the mountain. Said, God, we can't make it. I'm paraphrasing. We can't make it without you. And God said this to Moses. God said, Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Do you know what Moses' response to that was? He said, Lord, if your presence does not go with us, don't lead us. We're not leaving here. We're not going nowhere if your presence doesn't go with us. But thank God, his presence. And God led them, his presence, and his presence is with you. Amen. Isaiah 41, 10, he said, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not afraid, for I, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. And I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. That's his power hand. That right hand signifies power. God said, I will uphold you. And he said, though you pass through the waters, they'll not overflow you. When you go through the fire, you'll not be burned. You're going to make it through. Praise God. Why? Because his presence goes before us tonight. How many believes that? His presence goes before us. So whether we go up, whether we go down, we're not giving up. We're going on. We're going on to victory. We're going into that promised land. Let's stand tonight. Father, we love you. Oh, we thank you for your presence. Oh, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit tonight. Oh, God, we thank you that your presence goes before us. Lord, help us tonight. Jesus, you, you, you said your sheep hear your voice, and they know your voice, and they will not follow the voice of a stranger. We, we know your voice tonight. Let us have those ears to hear and those hearts to be receptive. Lord, we set you ever before us that your presence guide us tonight. And I know you'll bring us through to victory. We thank you tonight. Bless your people. Strengthen and encourage our hearts tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.